This is the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of July 19th. I'm your host, D-Swab, Derek Kessinger, joined by the editorial staff of Kevin Kovac, Robert Holman, and Kyle McFadden. And Robert, uh, we see a whole bunch of like negativity in racing nowadays just because of social media, inverts, uh, this guy took me out, people posting mug shots of people that you know have altercations. We had a lot of just shenanigans throughout the year. But when you see a guy at his home track start 22nd in a national stage, rallies like Mike Marler did, that place is going bananas. It just makes me feel like a little kid, like I'm at the racetrack again, cheering for my favorite drivers like Roger Long, Kevin Weaver at Fairbury. It's the reason that we love this sport. But, man, oh, man, that ride that he had, Maybe forget about all the just the BS. That was the reason we covered dirt track racing. That was that was a great storyline and arguably one of the better moments we'll have all year. Did uh, if you saw if you saw Mike Marler's post race, if you saw Mike oh Marler, oh my gosh, uh, when he got gets out of the car and uh, has that flag, I thought that poor kid sat on top of the car was about to get knocked off of there. He had some uh, moves takes, too. Oh my goodness, Move he was over so. Dylan Thompson. He was pumped. Mike Marler was pumped. When you see a guy like Mike Marler, he's competitive anyway. You know, he's one of the most competitive guys in the pit pit area. He wants to win, and he's not really all that thrilled if he's not, you know, running well and, and, and winning. And when he gets out of that car and he is he's taking – I thought – I'm not sure if they had to, you know, get a new flag or a new checkered flag or if they had just gave that one to him or whatever because he's beating the daylights <laughs> out of that thing. I mean, he was happy. And that's the kind of enthusiasm that it was not Robert, your your average. It what what? Maybe he maybe he used a Sunoco guy as a VP Racing Fuels flag, so he had to like beat it down or something, or vice versa, you know. So that's, I don't know if that's, that's true, possible. but I was just kind of just thought about that in the moment. <laughs> that's possible, but I'm gonna I'm gonna probably lean towards he was happy as hell. He was man, yes, he was pumped I would say up. That was the case, and, and yeah, and and it was uh, it was cool to see. Uh, and if you didn't, like, if you look at the pictures, you, you didn't, I didn't see any of those, any pictures like that. You know, I don't know why we didn't get any photos like that, you know, sent to us or, or what the deal was. But, uh, but, you know, I went back and, and watched, uh, the post race and I was like, wow, this guy's pumped up and it's not every day that you rally from 22nd to win. You see guys rally, you know, from the back to get them a top five or whatever, and have a good night and you're like well if we could have started up front we'd have been better but man he put on a, a whale of a show and uh and so man awesome to him and and that just proves that you can pass in this sport you know and, and if the racetrack is conducive to racing like it should be if it's prep you can pass in this sport you can start anywhere and win a race ask mike marler yes yeah, started 22nd uh, he rallied from dead last at the Hillbilly 100 back in, I think, 2012 or 2013. So uh, big-time hometown win for him. He got our juices flowing, considering the modern day of just a whole bunch of just craziness, complaining. It was very cool to see. Uh, I'm glad he made it home, Kyle. I know you were probably sleepy and tired on a 26-day stretch. Though, you snapped me during these trips, and I got to give you some traveling tips. You can't be out in the middle of a road underneath like an orange light type of a story. We got to get you hotel locations, good food options just to be able to maintain. But 26 days on the road, you finished off at the Summer Nationals. Ashton Winger becomes the first champion outside the state of Illinois in so long. So uh, that was great to see. But, you know, uh, 
just 26 days a month away from your hometown there. Uh, how you feeling? I'm glad you made it back home. I am sleepy. Um, and it's good to be back in, in my own bed for the first time since June 21st. So um, that was good. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's the, it's the hardest summer. It's the height of summer. And, you know, Ashton Winger, you know, this past weekend at, um, you know, I could only make it out to Oak Shade and, and then Wayne County to finish off that 26 day stretch, which included, um, you know, the Heartland Speed Week back with the World of Outlaws, which seemed like literally last month. Um, and then hopping on, you know, the last two weeks of the health tour there. But um, no, I enjoyed it, hit a lot of new racetracks and, um, you know, saw more places, you know, the, the perks and obviously the benefits of our job and, and, and the, the neat um, kind of just, you know, what we're able to, to do obviously. And, and that's to travel the country and to see places and parts of the country we probably wouldn't see otherwise, you know, if we didn't have the jobs that we have. So, um, you know, that was really cool, you know, just to hit, I think I traveled through 13 States. I count it, you know, um, over the last 26 days. So, um, but yes, I, I, uh, maybe need to, to, to find some safer areas to write my stories. Um, I guess when you're just, uh, on full go mission, it just doesn't really matter, but where you write your stories at. Um, but, um, yes, Derek, I was Snapchatting you on my trip, you know, documenting this, this, uh, I loved it. this, this grind. Yeah. This grind of a stretch, which is, uh, have a week or so home here. So that's good. Right. So, um, but yeah, awesome, awesome time on the road and, um, looking forward to getting a little bit of rest and getting, getting back at it here to end the month of June and get on and, in August, it's been a quick summer. That's for sure. Definitely quicker than last year, I feel, but uh, on my end of it, at least, but yeah, a shout out to Ashton Winger there. And then Kyle Moore too, for picking up that victory at Wayne County there on Sunday, wrote a story about him on the website. So make sure to check it out if you haven't seen it already. Yeah. I feel like when we go to the Ohio area, like especially Oakshade or maybe in the Michigan, you always get a first time surprise winner. Uh, so big win for him to finish off there, uh, the summer nationals, which, uh, went by very, very quick. Uh, maybe I need to write like a tour guide for the summer travel, like good hotel rooms, great places to eat close hotels next to the track. So you can get there right away and start cranking it out. I think I might do that for next year. A little guide there. Uh, Kevin Kovac hanging out with the Southern nationals. He went to a new track, uh, with, you had Jimmy Owens win, and then you had Dale McDowell. So the veterans from that you know, uh, Tennessee area, the guys that maybe have been – well, at least Jimmy Owens may have been written off. He finally got a big win. But, uh, yeah, just talk about that past weekend there to kick off Southern Nationals, and then we'll kind of go into the topic we're uh, discussing here. Well, I started at Beckley on Friday night in West Virginia, and that one uh, – that was quite a long night, the, the final checkered flag for the late models. I mean, they ran some races after the late model feature, ended at 1.59 a.m. So that was a, that was a, was a wee hours night for Jimmy Owens to, to get his win. 
it was stuff happened in the race though too it was kind of an interesting race where uh you know some flat tires jimmy owens had to hold off a, a hometown guy henry hornsby the third uh who nearly pulled off a you know a late race pass <clears throat> to to get past him uh but man that rain that came it it looked like the rain was one of those deals where one of the, it looked like the rain was out of, should be out of there for the afternoon you know you don't have to wouldn't have to worry about it at night and then it just like couple little spotty things just kept popping up right by the racetrack and one hit right after driver's meeting um poured down poured uh hot laps will start 7 30 that didn't happen and then they're you know holding off and then another more rain it didn't end until probably nine o'clock the second little batch of rain and and normally if that that's probably gonna end the night you know when just when you're looking at like a hot lapse after 10 o'clock but there was a good crowd at, at Beckley, and uh, I don't think the promoter really. I mean, he's had rainouts there also, and this year, and, and I don't think he wanted to like, uh, you know, give all that money back because there was a good crowd, and, and they went forward with it. And the track was actually about lot was better than everybody thought. I mean, they thought it would just be this hammer down, you know, one lane kind of deal where, uh, uh, you know, because of all that rain, but it wasn't. It was it was pretty it was pretty racy. Yeah, uh, this just a late night, you know, the tiring. And then Saturday gets rained out at with, um, and, and they have to, <clears throat> and they decide to run Sunday instead. And, uh, and that was just the Dale McDowell show. I mean, big race track, uh, track was actually pretty good for, for afternoon. They started later in the afternoon, probably, you know, like the hot laps are started a little after five. Um, so there was, uh, you know, a lot of laps on the, in the sun, in the daylight, Never rubbered up though. They didn't have the outside layer. Dale McDowell said that a lot of times, uh, normally they'll have a little bit of moisture on the top, so you can't pass. It's a racier track for a big place. Uh, didn't have that. You couldn't really go to that top, uh, you know, in the afternoon. But I don't, I don't think it really mattered because Dale McDowell had everybody covered. That was one of those places where, you know, he's uh, that's the surface that he grew up on in in his area. It's uh. You know, it, it's a track where you got to drive straight and be smooth, and and that's uh that's his forte. I mean, he he won, he'd have won by way over a straightaway if no cautions come out. If cautions come out late over a Carson Ferguson had nothing for him. He said finished second. Another good run for Carson, but nothing for Dale. Yeah, the Mac Daddy uh, put on a clinic there at a track you've never been to before, right, Kovac? First timer. Yeah, yeah, first time. There's definitely. There's not many uh, probably uh, out there. Yeah, there's there's quite a few still. I mean, there's always going to be a lot of racetracks to go to, and but that was pretty. I got rained out there uh, two years ago when I went to Beckley for the Summer Nationals opener, and then uh, With was supposed to be the next day, and um, got rained out, so I never got to see it. But I mean, that's a place where I've I've been past that that exit, you know, uh, on 81. I mean, just last month when I went to Smoky Mountain, I drove right by it. I see that. Uh, the sign on the road and says, uh, you know, with raceway up the, up the hill here. And you can't see it from, from the interstate because it's so far up the hill. Uh, and, and I'd never gotten off to, to take a look at it. So uh, it, it's, it's really neat. It's, it's one of those places where it's real, it's got so picturesque the way you, you know, it sits down in the, in the hole there sort of on the top of the, uh, up top of the mountain. And, you know, the stands are in the side of the hill and, uh, man, you sign in and turn four and you look down and you're like, wow, that, that thing, that's way down in there, that racetrack. Uh, it's, it's really pretty neat. Well, yeah, so that's what we're going to do for today's topic. Kind of just, you know, visiting racetracks for the first time. Uh, 
obviously Kyle, who's just getting into the you know late model world and you know still younger in his journalism career, that he's going to go to newer ones. Uh, guys like you know me or Kovac or Robert, who've been in the sport for you know for ten plus years, it's going to take a while to get into a new one. Kovac, but do you get excited to go to a racetrack for the first time? We'll start off with you, and then we'll go back to Robert, and then Kyle. Do you still get kind of excited when you go to the racetrack for the first time, or? Do you kind of just ask other people or how do you go about it when you're hitting up, you know, when you're hitting up with for the first time this week? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I'm, it's kind of the, the refreshing part of it. I mean, I, I, I still haven't counted up my tracks. Uh, I'm probably up 250 or something like that around that area, I think, that I've been to. Um, and, but it, so when you get to this new one, you know, I mean, especially if you've seen it, like a, with was one that I'd, I'd really was looking forward to go to. I mean, I, it got rained out Saturday. So I'm like, I'm staying until Sunday because uh, there's, there's no going back and, and skipping out on this one because I'm glad they rescheduled it and with a, you know, a rain date and, and to get, to get it in. Uh, Cause you, I'd seen all these pictures of that place. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of this, the deal. A lot of times, you know, you, you see pictures of these racetracks and uh, you, you see something, you know, in the backgrounds or, or you see like the stands and how they look and, and you kind of want to see what it looks like in person. And, uh, and with was one of those where, man, I, I wanted to stand on that top of that hill and, and look down and see that track. I know it's a big track. Everybody doesn't like big tracks, but um, you know, they did go fast. It was, it was, it was cool to see them. It's something different. And I'm glad I got to see it. As soon as I got there, you know, I go up that hill and you, know, you get that little bit of anticipation of seeing this new place. And you don't know, I mean, where do you go for the, you know, the sign in, where do you go to, you know, to, to get in the pits and, and <clears> that with, uh, you know, I parked up there. And like I said that before that, that the pit sign ins right there and you're looking down in the racetrack and there's a big, uh, you know, there's a, a good hill. You got, I mean, a hauler's got to go down a pretty good hill. Uh, just to get down there and turn four and make the turn back into the pits because the pits are in the infield. And when I got there, I kind of walked around. I when I when I go to a new track for the first time like that, like I, I did it before this year I, I, at 411 in Tennessee. It was the first time I'd been there, and then Talladega short track also. And those were uh, both new tracks for me. And um, yeah, I kind of got kind of get the lay of the land a little bit. I, I walked around and went inside the the stands and watched like time trials from from up top. So instead of before going in, you know, be, not being in the pits for, for that stretch, um, uh, just so I can see, uh, you know, like from different angles and see what they have at the concession stand, what kind of concession stands they have, what, what it looks like be in the stands, you know, it's always, uh, you, you don't want to just go jump in the pits and just see one little angle of it. I want to, I like to, like to get around there and get a hot dog, see how they are, you know, so I, like, I know if it's a bad, well, you love your hot dogs. Dog. Yeah, I want to make sure I don't have a Kokomo horrible hot dog like I keep I always uh, be bringing up uh, about that one from last year, but um, which they had a pretty decent one at uh, at uh, at with. It's just refreshing kind of to, to see all this, to see, to see the new territory uh, when we go to so many races, you know, get get somewhere new and and something uh, something refreshing. Robert, I know you haven't been to a new track since 2021. Are you like Kovac, though, when you go to a new uh, track for the first time, you going around the grounds, checking stuff out, maybe go see what kind of hot dogs they have, or what's, you know, what's Robert Holman's uh, mental state and what's he focusing on when he goes to a new track for the first time? And obviously, you're going to hear about it from other people, too, or, you know, check it out. So, what, 
What is Robert Holman doing when he's going to go to the track for the first time? Popping his cherry somewhere. You know, I, uh, I don't go, I don't get a lot of concession stand food, so it's not really a, a thing. I don't, I'm not a hot dog guy either. So me and Kovac are on different wavelengths there. So, uh, I don't, I just don't eat much at the concession stand. Um, I usually eat on the way to the track. I usually eat on the way home or whatever, but this, I, I actually, I did go to one track new last year. That was down at, uh, down at locks Loxley. I think that's a deep South speedway down in Alabama. That's the only new one I went to. And you have to think that, you know, like with our job, we're kind of territorial. Like Kevin doesn't, you know, doesn't get down here. That's, you know, that's why 411 Talladega with, that's why they were kind of new. That's why they were, you know, new. It's why he hadn't been there because we're very territorial. And now after, you know, nearly 10 years with, with uh, Dirt on Dirt, you're looking at, at a lot of tracks that we go to over and over and over just because of where we live. But, uh, but for me, you know, the, I went to six new tracks, uh, in 2021 and that was uh you know i was kind of giddy i guess uh when you look at your schedule and you're like hey i've never been to circle city i've never been to to oakshade uh you know i've never been to some of these tracks and and that's you know that was kind of fun for me but three of those tracks though of the six that i went to knew three of them were tracks that i had to go we I, we were working at for dirt on dirt the other three though we were racing at um, Livonia, uh, Chatham, Louisiana, and Mountain View here in Tennessee. We went to those tracks because we were racing. So your your view from when you drive in as as to work at a track to cover an event is very very different from when you arrive at a track to race. I've never been nervous going to a new track to cover an event. I have often been nervous going to a new track to to compete to race. It's a whole different element. Um, you know, you the first thing you do is is because when you're going, it's really kind of funny. Uh, when you're going to a new track to to compete, uh, you're rolling. If you don't get there as you know the first car through the gate, uh, you know you're rolling through there. You don't really know where to park. You're kind of feeling things out. You know, you know that. If you're there for the first time, people are kind of looking at you like, who are those guys and what are they doing here? Uh, you got all these things that are going on. Uh, you want to know where to register, where to get your your transponder, you know, where to do all this stuff. So there's there's all this thing. And then the first after you after you get the car unloaded, the first thing, you know, you want to do, I usually tell my brother, have you been up to look at the track? That's uh, and, and I don't even I don't walk up and look at the tracks as much as I used to, because since he's he's got more and more and more experience. I leave that up to him because he's the one holding the steering wheel and he's the one that's got to decide, you know, most of the decisions uh, as far as in that regard. So, uh, but when I go to a racetrack to cover an event, uh, one of the, it seems weird because as we all know, a lot of times, probably 90% of the times we're alone. Uh, one of the, one of the things I like the most is the drive to, to a new track. I enjoy seeing new countryside. I enjoy seeing new back roads. It's the ultimate boondoggle, you know, when you're out on a two lane country road, trying to find a racetrack that you've never been to. So I really enjoy that, uh, as much as anything. But then of course <laughs> I'll look for where I'm going to park. You know, I want to make sure that I'm not, 
uh, because a lot of times we carry a lot of equipment. A lot of times we got our laptops when we go. A lot of times we're carrying our camera stuff. So I don't want to park in, you know, out in BFE and, and have to walk back and forth to my car, my cooler, my stuff. So I want to get close to the track. But then as soon as as soon as I get there, uh, I just want to do a, a walkthrough. I want to know where everybody's parked. Uh, and we still do that even at tracks that we have been to over and over. But when I go to a new place, like um, I hadn't been to Davenport. When I went to Davenport, like um, I guess three or four years ago, uh, that's the first time I'd been back to Davenport since 1999. I had forgotten that there were that you could park on the backside of that track. So I'm I'm looking at and I'm thinking, where is this guy? I want to talk to this guy. Where's he parked? Where's he parked? And so they're like, oh, he's on the backside. I'm like, you know, I didn't. Even, I'd forgotten that you could park. I think I went back there and talked to talked to uh, you know a couple more local and you know, more Iowa guys who who parked back there. So that's what I want to do is find out where everybody's parked. I want to uh, do a walk through and see where people are. So where if we need to talk to somebody later, I'm not hunting them down, that sort of thing. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I, I really do look forward to going to new tracks. It's probably one of the one of the things that it, that really gets you excited about seeing your schedule. For me, at least seeing the schedule each year, I go down through there and I count because that the year that I guess 21, when I went to six new tracks, it would have been probably nine. But if you remember, Derek, we had several rainouts on the summer nationals that year that I did not get to go to a couple of those Michigan tracks, uh, some stuff like that, that I did not get to go to. So, uh, um, you know, I really do look forward to it though. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of the things that still kind of gets me excited about this job. Yeah, and Kyle, for you, you're probably going to more new tracks than the ones you've been to, especially, you know, the last couple of years. I think that you're you're probably in a different mindset than what we are because heck, I don't even hardly go to any new tracks anymore, but you're in a you're on a different page than what we are. Yeah, totally. I was actually just looking back through my schedule now um to to see, well, I'll start off, you know, the trip that I just got back from. 11 of the 14 new tracks that I counted, I I had counted that I, I had been to and visited and seen a race at on my trip here. 11 of those 14 were brand new racetracks for me. Like I had only visited 81 Speedway, which I visited there for the first time last year in Kansas uh, last October. Um, been to Tri-City last year for the Hell Tour. And then I was at Wayne County earlier this year for the high limit sprint car race. So um, those were the only three racetracks that I had been to of the 14 that I had, uh, you know, saw a race at uh, this past, you know, 26 day trip. So um, I, you know, just piggybacking off of what Robert and Kevin said, um, starting first with Robert's comments, just about really seeing just the trips to the racetrack and the trips just like the scenery around the racetrack and the landscape and whatnot. Like I went to with last year for the first time and you know, that track really does sit down in the mountain. Like it's picturesque. Like when you're signing in, like immediately, like right after you sign in to get your pit pass, you know, you walk, 
a little bit and not far. And uh, it's a, a very steep hill to get down off of turn four to the pits. But, you know, if you look out over the racetrack, I mean, you, you can see um, just, just how much the track sits down in the valley and you can see trees and, 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 you know, mountainside for a good ways. And so um, I remember with last year being probably one of the more picturesque tracks that I had visited last year. Um, and so really of all the racetracks that I went to, um, this past month or so, um, I really liked, you know, North Dakota. I mean, North Dakota is beautiful. Like I wouldn't have not expected North Dakota to be that nice. At least the West Fargo, uh, Grand Forks areas. Uh, you always hear stories about them, especially, you know, river cities, and, uh, you know, West Fargo and Fargo, North Dakota being kind of the, the hot spot of North Dakota. But until you actually see it for your own two eyes, I mean, it's, it's, it's um, you know, every place has its own characteristic and whatnot. So, um, and I really, honestly, um, when I go to a new racetrack, I really like checking out the clay or the dirt or whatever the track surface consists of. Um, either if it's walking across the track and putting my foot in the ground or, you know, taking a piece of clay or dirt or a chunk of the racetrack and kind of like examining it or just like looking at it, just kind of the consistencies and the complexion of, you know, what the racetrack consists of and um you know that's what i like to do too <laughs> examine the racetrack and and see how these racing surfaces kind of compare and uh to like one another and um so um i will say you know of the racetracks that i had just visited um you know river cities um and then red river valley in west fargo you know those were those were scenic and picturesque and uh, but Hobstadt, Tri-State Speedway, I really, I really enjoyed that place. And uh, it has some of like, yeah, absolutely. It has some of the most unique, like I had never seen a racetrack, like a track surface, like whatever they put in that dirt, that clay, like whatever you want to call it, like it has this like Play-Doh, like texture, feel like it's so pliable and it's it's just it's uh unlike anything that i had i had seen or or put my hands on in terms of a racetrack and so we're just kind of yeah seen so um and that explains why the racing is so good there you can you can you can race top to bottom there you know there there is no preferred groove at hobstad it seems at least on that summer nationals race that i've been to a few weeks ago, but yeah, so I, uh, just like checking out the lay of the land in and around the racetrack. And then obviously to, you know, going to these racetracks for the first time, have to make sure you find the pit gate sign in or the pit shack at least. So that's always my first question to somebody. If I can't find the pit shack is like, Hey, where's pit shack at? So, um, but yeah, you know, it's been, it's been fun getting out to all these new racetracks. I haven't been to, and then now, you know, starting to 
starting to like return to some of the racetracks that I had been to since I took the job last March here at Dirt on Dirt. So gaining some of that familiarity and just how like a racetrack races too. Um, I like to go back and watch like old highlights and stuff before I walk into a race just to, you know, how just to gain a, some kind of familiarity of how this racetrack races and the, and, and what kind of race I could be expecting, you know? So, yeah, I mean, just, those are some kind of the, the variables that go through my mind, uh, as I walk into a racetrack for the first time and then, and then taking in a race to, you know, there also for the first time. Yeah, I for sure, uh, walk the track, check it out. And then I go ask like drivers that have raced it before. I don't think my, Last track I've been to for the first time was in 2021. I went to two. It was Richmond and Richmond Raceway and uh, Knox County, the big, you know, the big track there. Uh, Kovac, you went with me, though. For Were you there for the Sycamore, the one that Bab and Moyer? I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Well, I remember going I remember going up there. We're just like, because it was like not really a UMP track at the time. And you're not, you know, like, I think the only guy that ever raced there in the pit area might have been Billy Moyer. And, Stevie Norris, he kind of didn't even know either. So that's how long a lot of those guys have been there. So we kind of had like lower expectations, but then we get there, there's tailgating, people are having a good time. They have a bar right there. People are just ordering those little uh, draft beers. They have the, you know, shaded pit area. The race ended up being good. So, and then you have like all those like demolition cars, demolition cars there in three and four that they use on weekly nights. So, it was quite the experience, but uh, I remember that one. That was like one of the ones that come to my mind. Like, okay, we're going up to this racetrack. We really don't know what to expect. Obviously, like Cedar Lake, I kind of remember that one, but all those guys have been to. But this was a track that literally no one in the pit area went to. We like we left like high fiving each other, loving it. So that was that was a good experience as well at uh, Sycamore. Yeah, that was uh, that Sycamore was is kind of like the off the radar track back then, and and hadn't had any. Uh, you know, they run late models, but there was they weren't like in the mix of like what that, that one of those ones that you talk about. Uh, they hadn't had any real series, uh, you know, special events uh, to get them a lot of attention. And, you know, they were they were kind of like un, under, you know, they were just they were just sitting off to the side here. And then like they end up on the summer national schedule and we're like, man, it's, it's something different here. Now we're going to get to go see something new. And, and it was just a place where like, yeah, yeah, you, you get in there and I think I remember we were got, we had came in in the dirt on dirt van, man. They were like, everybody was go, oh, come on, just come on in here, park it over here. You know, like they treated us so well. And, uh, and that's and, also and that too, one place. of the things that's also too, one of the things when we all go to new tracks, how like is the people that are, you know, working it, like, how are they going to be like, are they going to let us park wherever? Or are they going to be nice? You know, that's, that's part of the dynamics too, but that night they they rolled out the red carpet for us. I think they wanted us yeah. to stay cause, and stay and drink beer with everybody because they were having a good time over there. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a place. That, that's what you don't know until you go to a racetrack. Uh, uh, you might you might hear some hey you know, that place is a that's a party track. You know they have a lot of stuff going on there. People like to tailgate and and um man we get in there you know and, and they had all that that pit area was totally. Uh, unique where all those big trees that you're parking underneath, there's even, you know, kind of a pond in the pits there. And, 
you know, the back end of the pits is, yeah, like you said, that has all those demolition derby cars or like they have those crash races or whatever there, like on, on a separate night that, that makes that, that makes a, makes that track stand out too. That's one of their big deals. Um, you know, and, and, and you, when you do walk around, like I said, yeah, I get walk around and check it out. I remember just walking into the, the into the concession area and, and there was like that big draft beer, uh, you know, bar, you know, I mean, everybody's getting draft beer and, and hanging out like in front of it. And, uh, you don't see that everywhere. I mean, if you, I wouldn't even know that if we didn't, you know, go check out the, get, go you know, check out the, the concession area and the, in the stands to, to see what's going on over there. Like, that's such what I said. You like, uh, you got to get the whole, the whole kind of uh, feel of the whole racetrack facility. Uh, when you go there for the first time, I, I, I don't like it when I and I go and just go jump in the pits, go right in the pits, walk around the pits, watch the race, you know, maybe from the infield and then uh, and then leave and you either get the whole, you know, real feel for the racetrack. Yeah, uh, for sure there. Robert, what was some of the was there any summer national tracks we went to in 21? You said I know you said it a couple right now. I was trying to remember. I was looking at the the schedule and see which ones you went to in 21 that you said that. Was there any ones that we went together, um, I guess? Well, I don't – honestly, I don't know. In 21, I went to Circle City, Thunderbird, and Oakshade. Those are the three that I went to for the first time. Oh, um, Thunderbird. That's Thunderbird. Now, that track, like going into it, I remember tell, talking to you. I'm like, this is kind of like a little bull ring, different turns on both sides, but this thing can race pretty damn well. And I'm pretty sure that night we had a pretty entertaining race and – and we're like done before dark. We're like, hey, we can come back to this place any any time, any day of the week. I think. <laughs> yeah, I I really like the place. Uh, I do I do remember I got rained out at Plymouth and uh, in, there in Indiana, and which you know it it's doesn't usually draw a ton of cars, but it still would have been a new track for me. And I got rained out at Hartford, Michigan that year. So that's two more that I would have gotten to. Uh, and of course, it's the the irony not really irony but we're talking about all this landscape and all this all these things that we really like about racetracks and like with for for example and i forgot that in 22 i guess because i went there this year also so i i I forgot all about going nevado for the very first time uh back i mean it just seems like it's so it's so off not really off the radar but it happens in such a weird time of the year you know in January that I'd, I'd forgotten all about it. And I've been there twice now. And that is a, an immaculate facility. And it's got, my daughter went there with me and, you know, she's, she went back the second year. Cause she was just, she was talking about the food and all the variety of stuff that they have at the concession stand. And you're sitting there and you see the mountains in the backdrop. And that is just uh, uh, one of those places that is, is really nice. Uh, all the amenities that you'd look for in a racetrack, uh, and those are, those things are really, really nice for us when we get to places like that. You know, we've all been to those places where you're like, as Todd, uh, Turner references, you know, you're, you're doing your work on an upside down trash can, you know, you've got a, you know, you set your laptop up wherever you can find it and wherever you can find a place to sit it and dust is blowing and stuff. We've all been to those tracks, but when you can get to one like a sycamore, I was pleasantly surprised when I went there for the first time you know, several, a few years back as well, those trees, when I, when I go to a racetrack, even, uh, even all tech, the pit area at all tech is what stood out to me because it's very level. 
and and say I look for a, I look for a lot of different things probably than you guys look for uh, a lot you know not all the time but I'm looking at that pit area and I'm thinking man I would love I wouldn't mind working in this pit area it's level it's lined it's you know you're not you go to like Thunder Hill Tennessee it's terrible and I don't mean any disrespect to them they just don't have much to work with and they have done a great job over the years of leveling off each pit stall but the actual pit area is still straight downhill and so they've come in and they've actually come in there and put pads and leveled up each pit stall but man when you're going from point a your pit area to point b the racetrack it is a it's a hike it's it is a it's a struggle and uh, you know, if you don't have a four wheeler or something like that, uh, it's a, it's hard on the race cars. It's hard on the transmissions. It's hard on you know that sort of stuff. So I look for different stuff like that. But yeah, these these you know Sycamore, I love when I go to a track and I'm seeing it at the first time or for the first time, and I send my brother a text and say, "Man, you should see this place." That's when you know it's a success. You know, if I go to a place and I'm like, uh, you know, I don't even bother to text my wife or text. My daughter really likes this now. She likes to travel a lot and go to these new places. And she's even started her little list, you know, of, of the places, the new tracks she's been to. She went to Brownstown with me. She's been to Eldora. So she's been to you know, Vado. So, uh, so it's really cool for her to go to these new places. You know, if I'm at a place and I don't even bother texting her or texting my brother to say, man, you should see this place. Uh, it's, it's just whole home, but there are some places that we go and I'll take a picture, you know, and send it to them. And this is, you've got to get here. This is, this is a bucket list. You've got to get to this place. That's always fun for me when I go to those types of places and I can then go tell someone else about it. So, uh, and that's how, you know, and we all know that's how a lot of tracks have success is word of mouth, you know? And so, they, they need to think about that stuff. Who is going to their track and telling someone else that it's a bucket list track or telling someone else that the racing was great or the food was great or, you know, the, the, the staff when they went into park was great. That's things that tracks maybe should consider if they want to have longevity and to keep people coming back is who's, who's texting their family members to say that they've got to get to this place. Yeah, for sure. All great points, Robert. I'm just kind of looking back at that 2021 Summer Nationals. Uh, that was the year. That was the last year they did like the split it in half pre and post uh, Prairie Dirt Classic. Uh, these are funny stats just because the Summer Nationals over. We had three different times where we had a five-day layover, either because of rainouts or something like that. Um, also, we had a whole week on that Summer Nationals where we only raced – two times at Highland and I-55. And the reason we raced those because they called it the makeup week, but we only had two races that. And then we had to go up to Michigan for that final week. But uh, yeah, this is kind of funny. Look at the history pages of us talking about the summer nationals or even like any other tour. It is kind of going down memory lane of different things. Yeah, it was absolutely the strangest summer nationals. And I'm so glad that that is behind us. You know, you you mentioned Highland. That's another place that, that I love is you you know you walk through that place and and stuff that it, you know that is really kind of neat you know it gives it a really cool vibe but what were you saying go ahead i was saying this is what's also funny so on <laughs> i'm still laughing about this on july 7th or july 17th we're at oak shade raceway 
five days off, and then July 22nd, we're racing in Springfield, Missouri. So that's that was the state of the Summer Nationals there in 2021. And then we had to run that whole week down there in that uh, southern part. But uh, all in all, Sam's got it dialed in, which makes it much better. Uh, Kyle, I'm trying to figure out, was Tri-City last year your first time? Last year's Summer Nationals, me and you, when we parked by each other, was that your first yeah. time? Oh, last year. Um, that was definitely my first time there to to – to to uh try city i was i'm trying to that's think what that i meant try first... city race was that your first time yeah, i'm like just trying first to remember some first time tracks yeah. and we had a fair the going on bobby pierce one it was like it was crazy that day i remember that and we took a selfie too uh or i took a <laughs> I mean, selfie you gotta take you. a selfie right right so um i remember that night yeah for sure you showed me the pit chat because i honestly looking back through <laughs> Like I've been able to like make my way around new racetracks and whatnot, but like that night for like whatever reason, I'm I'm glad that I was with you there because I I don't know if I would have found the pit shack or like the pit sign in there that, that you've been doomed you know, for like whatever reason. I would have probably been lost. So, um, but yeah, no, I think that was my first ever health score race. I think it was last year at Tri City. So. Um, but you know, I'm wearing this Macon Speedway t-shirt, um, have to give a, a, a quick testimony about Macon. That was, uh, you know, I really in, enjoyed my time at Macon. Like, you know, people talk about the Herald and review 100 and, and how it needs to be. Like if you're a dirt late model fan to the core, like you got to get out to the Herald and review 100 at least once in your lifetime. And uh, that's definitely a bucket list item. Uh, you know, Jason Feger told me that too, same exact thing. You know, Robert has mentioned that on the podcast here and, and I'll go ahead and say it as well. So, um, but I mean, I could talk all day on here about new racetracks I've been to recently. Cause that's all that I've <laughs> seemingly been to since we took the job. So, or I took the job. So, um, yeah, Tri-City last year, you know, Farmer City was really cool, too. That's where I picked up this, you know, Making Speedway t-shirt. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, Oak Shade, first time at Oak Shade over the weekend, too, you know. The birthday race. Um, Kovac loves that birthday. place. He loves the pickle relish there. Pickle relish. Oh, that, 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 that pickle, that, I still, eh, that's. That's a story in itself, right there. When uh, I, should I tell it, uh, Derek? I mean, I, that was uh, when, when I, I was. We don't want to throw like it wasn't a track worker; it was a fan. Basically, me fan. and Kovac are standing yes. in the line. He goes up to like the condiment section and takes the spoon where the pickle relish is at, d- digs it out, eats the pickle relish, and then puts it back in. Puts it back <laughs> in. To the pickle relish. So Kovac, he's a hot dog oh, guy like, there, and they kind of they're they're known for oak shade oh, dogs or whatever they're called. Yes. So I'm like, I guess I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to eat the hot. I'm not going to put the oh. relish on the hot dog after seeing this guy. Actually, I mean, it was a big kind of like a big spatula almost in there, a big spoon thing, you know, real big. And he just, I don't like that. I don't like it. Put it back in. Well, well, I didn't think that's not what you're supposed to be doing with that, but. That was uh that was one memory I will always that wasn't my first time at uh, at Oakshade but uh I'll, I'll always remember Oakshade for that incident. 
Yeah, uh, we we could have some crazy and stories. Think twi- different and always think twice about going into the relish when it, if there's a spoon. I I like the one like Eldora has the 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 you know the the push thing there. So I'd much rather have that for the relish than a, a big spoon in a big jar because you know you don't know somebody might have might have wanted to taste it. <laughs> and Kyle, <laughs> Robert, like, when you were with. I'm glad I stick with ketchup. That is absolutely yep. terrible. Yep, oh my yep. God. Uh, I can't imagine. Komak was scarred. He's like, no hot dog relish or anything on mine. Komak, no relish for me the there. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I know that it's sanitary. Nobody's like, nobody can oh. taste it. There's not a spoon. I have tears in my eyes. And that is absolutely <laughs> terrible. <Yeah. laughs> Hey, also, like, you got you got to look around. I guess that's another another example of why you got to look around when you get to the track yes, for the first time the and, and, and get the lay of the land and make sure. Like, well, I'm not going to use that relish because they have a they have a spoon in it. Somebody might have gotten yeah. that already. <laughs> yeah, just another really quick memorable first time track was the <laughs> I-77 Ripley for the Hillbilly 100 in 2013, and people are just hanging off the hillside. They're, I mean, it. It was an experience. Uh, I remember Jimmy Owens, I think, won in 2013. I think it was the last year they actually had the hillbilly there, too. Maybe they had one more, but, you know, you'll always remember parking behind turn one and two and walking up this gigantic hill to get up to your seats because I was, like, parked in the pits. But it was, you know, pretty good scene center, but that was, like, another track that, you know, stuck to my mind. But uh, I know Robert's got to get on the road for Southern Nationals this week at I-75. Hopefully, Robert, you don't have any – crazy on track altercation no we last year yeah we don't need a boondoggle because a i don't know if we want to get work you too hard early in the week where you have to run down there and get quotes and stuff and b we just don't need any fighting in the in our sport so let's just pray it's, and hope it's hot that. it's hot also so so i don't need to get gas too early in this trip that's for sure i need to make All sure right, i've so got got something for the ends what's your one more thing buddy uh, my one more thing, uh, I, we kind of mentioned it earlier, uh, you know, with the, the whole Mike Marler thing, uh, I was just going to, to say, I, I, I loved your, I loved your, I guess, comments about, uh, uh, about, you know, Jonathan Davenport and the sprint cars and the whole inverts and all that stuff for the million at Eldora. And I was just going to say that, that, that a lot of times, in the South, especially, uh, the inmates kind of run the prison and we don't get an invert. We don't get this. We start straight up and, we, and it happens too much. There's nothing wrong with an invert or a draw or anything like that. But right. this is this is kind of this is, I guess, try not to go too long here on my point. The draw. Your, your night is determined by a draw, whether it is when you're drawing after you win your heat and you redraw it is it is determined by a draw whether or not you are um spinning a wheel if you want to call that a draw for a number of inverts because you draw at the beginning of the night everybody does for your qualifying time okay for your qualifying slot so to speak okay and here's my example we went to clarksville for the 602 uh 6000 win 602 race uh they had 35 cars during practice we were ninth fastest okay 
I drew a 24. I thought that was going to be a pretty good number. But they split the groups, A, B, of course, which is as they should have, 18 and 17. We go out to qualify, and we are – we qualified, I think, of the 18 cars, we went out 15th of the 18. So right there at the end. And we qualified 16th. Absolutely a terrible, really. But we're only about four tenths off the pole, but still bad. That same time, had we gone out, say, three cars later, saying at the beginning of the second group, that same time would have been seventh fastest in the second group, the exact same time. So your night is determined by a draw, whether you like it or not. So I don't understand why drivers get so tore up about a draw, a redraw, an invert, or whatever. It, it's all the luck of the draw, whether or not it's when you sign it or whether or not it's after you've run a heat race or whatever. Uh, and, and I know that's an unpopular opinion, but it's, it's facts. Had I drawn a, or a 32 instead of a 24, we would have gone out a few cars later, and we would have started on the – instead of starting eighth in our heat race, we would have started – third or fourth in our heat race, and likely we would have made the feature through a heat race rather than having to run that concy and make it that way and make our night of having to dig out of a hole. So, uh, so yeah, people get all upset about this whole draw. When they hear draw, they get tore, tore up, but, then, but nobody complains about the draw when they come in the gate about when they go out to qualify, and that, is, uh, and that often determines how your night goes. So... That's all I got. I know it was kind of lengthy, but people don't understand how much just drawing at at some point affects you. I mean, and Twitter took it by storm with the redraw and JD's post about like the six, seven, eight for the heat races and then eight, nine, ten for the feature. Uh, but they didn't have the redraw on Saturday. So then JD's like, oh, I'm not, if we do that, then I'm okay with no redraws on Saturday. So, but at the end of the day, does it really affect Jonathan Davenport at Eldora? I don't think so. He has like a bazillion wins since 2015. So uh, hopefully JD can, you know, get out of him, dig himself out of a hole if he has to do a six, six, and six. I think he'll be okay there, right, Kevin? Maybe, maybe it'll mess him up. Thing. Maybe if they change the format at Eldora, it'd mess him up. I mean, he should, he should want that same format maybe because he's got it dominated right now, right? All I say is with these. I know the competition is tougher at the top tier, but it is easier to win a crown jewel at Eldora than it is with the old qualifying format. I'm I'm sorry. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, you can have a bad qualifying lap and be out and start seventh or eighth in your SOL, or, you know, you're starting six automatically. But uh, now you can have a chance to draw a zero like we did a couple of years ago at the Double Worlds, and then, you know, then everybody was kind of just watching. Oh, wait, yeah, Jonathan Davenport won again. So, uh doesn't really matter, but uh, a lot more uh, scenarios and chaos for that, you know, one day of qualifying instead of, you know, we could have a bad day and then fight your way back the following day. All right, Kovac, what do you got? Uh, let's have a mention. There's a – Robert just uh, uh, noted how the, the heat – about the heat down there in Tennessee, but uh, this weekend is usually the weekend we get lots of heat, you know, for the Silver Dollar Nationals. Uh, has been an I-80 Speedway in uh, – you know, outside of Omaha, Nebraska, uh, of course, that track's been sold. It's been torn down now, and uh, it's Silver Dollar Nationals now moving to Houston Speedway up there in uh, out in uh, Brandon, South Dakota. 
And I looked at that weather forecast. Oh, for this Kovac, are you going? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And yes, I'm going. I'm, I'm excited. Look That's at a that new weather for you. I'm already looking at the, you know, the, 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 um, you know, a new racetrack there. That's another one I get to see two weeks in a row. It's a, and that's one that's a pretty famous track too. Uh, and I see high seventies, low eighties, clear skies each day. I mean, maybe a high, this low eighties. Oh my God. It's like, what a, what, what a thrill that's going to be compared to the hundred plus temperatures that normally would happen at I 80. Uh, I think that will be one uh, good thing about the move a little bit more north from uh, from uh, I-80 to, to Houston. So, and, of course, the racing should be pretty good, too. I-80 has always been good. Uh, Houston's a smaller track, but they had a Lucas race last year. It was pretty pretty entertaining. So hopefully that, that's the case again uh, this weekend for uh, $53,000 on the line on Saturday night. Yeah, they're going to a new adventure there. But it is going to be weird, Kovac, not at the Kaziski I-80 Speedway, yep. which – Created the double heat format. That one week you guys were there for what? It seemed like a hundred yeah, days. Five nights. Yeah, that's right. Five yep. nights there. But uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy because that event was pretty solid there at I-80. Hopefully they can continue that legacy at a very famous, you know, sprint car track for the most part. Let's see if we can get the late model mm-hmm. fans up there. and Hopefully they get a good, decent car count, but it'll be very interesting to see how many people make their way up to South Dakota. But all in all, I think, you know, we'll have some good solid racing. Hopefully the fans show up because – the fans showed up for that Houston sprint car race there that they had like fifteen or sixteen thousand, which was pretty pretty badass. Uh, my one more thing is, uh, I don't know, guys. He's starting to heat up. He's won the last two Lucas Oil races, but I just wanted to kind of go over the points chase. They uh, cut it down to twelve. They'll be going down to eight here. You know, coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I think it's after Port Royal or before Port Royal. But Ricky Thornton Jr., Hudson O'Neill are pretty commanding. But that third through sixth spot. They're only separated by 100 and, uh, let's see, 200, or wait, the four through six spots, sorry. They're only separated there by less than 60 points. So T-Mac, Overton's right there, uh, JD, who's gotten to the four spot, and Devin Moran, like we've been talking about it, two of those four guys aren't going to be getting into the show. Uh, so it's going to be be very interesting to see who is going to make that final four, but just kind of want to give an update there. JD's won two in a row. He's finally in the top four there. Crown Jewel season, which last year he, you know, cleaned up during that portion of the Lucas Oil schedule. So we'll see if uh, JD can continue to get hot. Let's see if Overton can stay in that top four. Will be going to be coming down to the wire there. So there's my one more thing. So be sure to just keep an eye on that uh, points battle. All right, Kyle McFadden, finish this off strong, buddy. Yeah, I'll give a shout out to Greg Satterley, the truth for winning Frank Saggy tribute race at Hagerstown this past Sunday. Um, you know. I, uh, I'll say it time and time again, and partly because I'm, I'm that, that is my home track or my childhood home. But I mean, Hagerstown's got some of the best half mile racing in the country. Um, I, I know it's kind of drifted off the radar here in recent years. They don't have as many super late model shows as they once did, but, um, no, I mean, great race over the weekend, uh, there on Sunday, um, you know, they had three three different leaders in that race, Keith uh, Jackson, Kyle Lee, and then Greg Satterley finishing that off and leading, leading those last nine laps there on Sunday. So lots of passing there too over the weekend at Hagerstown and uh, seemed like it was a, 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 a good overall weekend for, you know, dirt late model racing, lots of comers and goers and, you know, guys coming there up through the field to, 
either win or make a run at the win. So um, that is my one, one more thing. Yeah, sounds good there. Uh, Hager sound. I mean, Steve Gigas, does he have a statue there yet? <laughs> yeah, Steve Gigas. I've, hey, I've known Steve uh, long before I took this job, right? So, um, I mean, Steve's been around a long time and you know, he's very good at what he does. So he absolutely needs a statue. And, you know, so that's but my second. Little Kyle. Hi, little Kyle was you. going up to the Sports Plus video buying the crash DVDs, buy the crash the DVDs from Steve. Right, I I could see that back in the back in the younger days for Kyle. I could I have to ask uh, yes. Steve about that if he remembers this kid coming up. Uh, oh, Mister Gigas, <laughs> can I get a can I get a, a the crash DVD? It was Where's awesome. Where's your statue, Mister He should <laughs> yes, it should be a statue exactly. up on the roof, right? Up on the roof, yeah. right there. Oh, it's got to be up on the roof. Legendary racetrack. Uh, Steve Gigas Nation, future, or he is a Hall of Famer in the dirt late model world. But this week we got plenty of action. We got live from Lucas Oil or Lucas Oil with Hucits. We got Mars. We got Southern National. They continue to roll off there. Very good field shaping up for that uh, regional series. We got plenty of stuff, highlights, stories, and much more. Uh, be sure to on dirt.com and Flow Racing. Until next week. This is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching.